Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. time for the strange and scary mysteries of the month again thank you so much for tuning in and if you're new here welcome we have a good episode today and this series is where we find the craziest stories from around the world and compact them into this one episode each month so i hope you enjoy here are the strange and scary mysteries of the month for november 2023 number five a cop's dark secret On the cool winter night of December 27, 1986, a seemingly ordinary journey home turned into a grim chapter locked into the books of San Diego's criminal history. Kara Knott, a 20-year-old student with aspirations of someday becoming a teacher, left her boyfriend's house in her Volkswagen, embarking on a short trip she would tragically never complete. The following day, her car was found on a dead-end road off the I-15 highway. Knotts' lifeless body was then discovered nearby in a dry creek bed beneath a bridge some 75 feet below, marking the beginning of a terrifying investigation. The signs were ominous, a ligature mark encircling her neck and a bruise on her face suggesting a violent encounter that ended her young life. Sam Knott, her father, faced the unthinkable task of identifying his daughter's body at the scene. Driven by a profound sense of loss, he later established a memorial garden in Los Penasquitos Canyon Preserve, the very place where Kara had been found. Tragically, in 2000, Sam Knott succumbed to a heart attack in this garden while visiting to remember his girl, a mere few yards from where his daughter's life was cruelly snatched away. The initial investigation into Knotts' murder faced numerous challenges. Set in the 1980s, San Diego was viewed as a vacation destination. Its local crime seldom making national headlines, which is how the politicians wanted things to stay. 
In complicating matters, detectives had to eliminate the possibility of the infamous Green River Killer being involved, a necessary step in a climate eager to sensationalize and connect high-profile cases. They would have liked nothing more than to pin it on a crazed individual like Gary Ridgway, who was convicted of 49 murders but is suspected of killing up to 90. But as the investigation deepened, it seemed more and more likely they were going to have to admit that it was someone local in the community. And even more terrifying, it was possible it was a police officer. Suspicion began to hone in around an unlikely figure, Craig Allen Payer, because he was a California Highway Patrol officer. Payer's interest in the case seemed more than professional curiosity, raising some red flags. Coincidentally, just two days after the murder, a news reporter did a ride-along with Payer to cover a segment about how female drivers, just like Kara, can protect themselves when driving alone. In the report, the officer had scratches on his face, which ultimately were used to help tie him to the murder of the young woman. A troubling pattern soon emerged regarding Payer's past behavior. As he was looked into, they focused on his history of stopping young women for minor traffic violations at the same secluded location where Knott was murdered. And they found these stops often extended to nearly two hours, with Payer probing into their personal lives. In contrast, his interactions with male drivers were brief and conducted in more visible locations. It was almost as if he was practicing. Payer's facade of a commendable officer began to crumble as further details came to light. About 24 women testified as inappropriate conduct during traffic stops. And additionally, Payer's ex-wife described a marked change in his demeanor after joining the CHP, highlighting a troubling transformation beneath his badge. The pivotal moment, though, in the investigation came when evidence directly linked Payer to the crime scene. Blood and fiber evidence, coupled with the witness account of not being pulled over by Payer, pieced together the frightening narrative. Not trained in self-defense and having taken a class just days before her murder, fought her attacker, as evidenced by tissue found under her fingernails, likely taken from those scratches to the face. Payer was ultimately convicted and sentenced to 25 years to life in prison. His actions not only ended Karanot's life, but also led to a significant change in how missing persons reports are handled, abolishing the 48-hour waiting period for adults. As Payer, who is 73 years old now, awaits a parole hearing in 2027, Knott family remains vigilant, advocating for his continued incarceration. Number four, fifth person arrested in morbid hitman plot. Recently in the warm and sticky air of Miami International Airport, the story of a family, betrayal and murder was reaching its next chapter. Because on the night of Monday, November 13th, 73-year-old Donna Adelson, a figure once revered in South Florida's dentistry circles, found herself handcuffed and facing charges of murder. Donna, alongside her husband, were prepping to board a flight with one-way tickets to Dubai and Vietnam in hand. 
These destinations weren't set for vacation or chosen at random. See, both countries lack extradition treaties with the U.S., which would be a good choice for anyone trying to flee from police when they felt like the heat was coming. And they almost got away, too. The charge against Donna was as grave as it was shocking, orchestrating the murder of her former son-in-law, Daniel Markle, a respected law professor at Florida State University. This arrest came just one week after her son, Dr. Charlie Adelson, faced a similar fate, convicted for the same heinous crime. The roots of this tragedy go back to 2014 in Tallahassee, Florida, where Daniel Markle, a 41-year-old Toronto native, had his life brutally cut short. He was shot in the head inside his own garage, a crime that seemed to stem from a bitter custody battle with his ex-wife, Wendy Adelson, Donna's daughter. Markle had resisted efforts to relocate his young sons from Tallahassee to South Florida, and so apparently the Adelsons all got together and figured out how to get rid of them for good. As investigators peeled back the layers, the chilling plot slowly emerged. Testimonies and evidence painted a grim picture, and Charlie Adelson paid a significant sum to his girlfriend, Katie Magbano, who then distributed the money to the hired killers. In return, Magbano received a no-show job at the Adelson's dental practice, among some other financial perks. The case against Donna accelerated when authorities learned of her imminent departure from the country shortly after her own son was found guilty. Leon County State Attorney Jack Campbell, spearheading the prosecution, saw this as a crucial moment to act. The evidence, according to Campbell, was already compelling, but Donna's attempted flight added a new urgency to her arrest. As Markle's grieving family in Toronto sought justice, his mother Ruth praised the officials who thwarted Donna's escape plan. The family's ordeal was compounded by their struggle to gain access to Markle's children, adding another layer of personal tragedy to the already distraught family. And this case has many layers and people involved, and they just keep adding on. McBono and her ex-husband, Sigfredo Garcia, are serving life sentences for their roles in the murder. Luis Rivera, Garcia's friend, had pled guilty to second-degree murder, shedding light on the entire conspiracy in exchange for a reduced sentence. The investigation revealed a web of phone records, monetary transactions, and secretive meetings that implicated the Adelson family in spearheading the murder. As part of the pursuit of justice, an FBI agent posing as an extortionist approached Donna in 2016, which helped lead to incriminating conversations and meetings with her son. Charlie's arrest in 2022 was a significant breakthrough. A covertly recorded conversation in a Mexican restaurant wherein he discussed the extortion attempt with Magbano provided crucial evidence. His casual mention of fleeing to the airport if he thought the police had concrete evidence underscored the family's awareness and potential involvement in the crime. While Wendy Adelson and her father Harvey remain uncharged, the investigation is still ongoing. As Donna Adelson awaits her fate, 
The story of a prominent family's fall from grace and tangled in a web of murder, betrayal, and secrets continues to unfold. Number three, Ghost Grabs Woman's Hair. In the town of Wimborne Minster, in the southern part of England, nestled amidst the picturesque landscapes, lies the Marley House, an 18th century Gregorian manor steeped in history and also is said to be haunted. Built in 1756, this building has certainly stood the test of time, witnessing centuries unfold within and around its walls. So, it's no surprise that if, in fact, ghosts are a real thing, then likely this would be a good place to find them. Which is why it was here that Katie, a woman embarking on her first ghost hunting adventure, thought she would have a spooky experience that most likely would be fun, but instead it turned out to be very creepy when something from the other side touched her and it was all caught on tape. Recently, Katie had joined up with a group of friends and other participants for a ghost tour at the historic house. The organizers promised an evening of exploring the unknown, delving into the supernatural that many claim lingers in the shadows of Marley House. While you may want to experience something otherworldly, most people, like Katie, are just there for the entertainment of it all. But as the group settled into one of the manor's aged rooms, Katie experienced something unsettling. While sitting on an old sofa amidst the eerie quiet, she suddenly felt a distinct pull at her hair. Startled, she expressed her shock, saying, Something just touched my head. The response from another woman in the group was immediate but skeptical. There's nothing behind you. But Katie was certain of what she felt. It was an inexplicable sensation, a touch that seemed to have materialized out of thin air. The incident was not just a mere claim. It was captured on camera by Tony Ferguson, a ghost expert accompanying the group. With 15 years of ghost hunting experience, Ferguson had long desired to explore Marley House, drawn by its historical significance and rumors of paranormal activity. That night, his camera was rolling, ready to capture any spectral evidence, and he apparently got it. Ferguson, recalling the incident, noted the diverse beliefs of the group members, ranging from skeptics to firm believers. For Katie, this experience was more than she had asked for, a plunge into an unknown realm. Ferguson carefully examined the footage, pointing out a subtle yet discernible movement in Katie's hair, visible even in the pitch-black setting of the room. You clearly can see her hair move on the left side of her head. But the hair-pulling incident wasn't the sole mysterious occurrence that night. The group reported hearing unexplained loud bangs and what sounded like the voices of children adding layers to the ghostly narrative of Marley House. The experience here, particularly for Katie, was a brush with something unexplainable, a moment where the veil between the known and unknown seemed to have thinned. Perhaps it was something that can be explained in our real world, or maybe it was the spirit of a long-lost child just coming out to play. Number two, missing under suspicious circumstances. 
in the town of Lacey, Washington, which is located about 15 miles south of Tacoma. A shroud of mystery and unease has descended upon the community this fall. Renowned chiropractor Dr. Karen Cope and her husband Davido, a couple deeply embedded in their community, have inexplicably vanished, sparking fears of foul play and a desperate search for answers. The unsettling story began to unfold in mid-November when 62-year-old Karen and 68-year-old Davido were reported missing. Karen's sister, Pauline Dutton, expressed a chilling suspicion, indicating that the couple's disappearance did not seem voluntary. It doesn't appear that they went willingly, she said, voicing the family's dread and confusion. Their disappearance came to light when authorities performed a welfare check at their home in Lacey, which was prompted by one of them failing to show up for work, as stated by the Thurston County Sheriff. The exact moment of their disappearance, however, remains a troubling mystery, but as of the time of making this video, the last anyone heard from them was on Friday, November 10th. The couple's gray Toyota hatchback, initially missing, was later discovered in nearby Olympia, abandoned. While Olympia is only about 10 minutes away from the couple's home, this finding certainly deepened the intrigue surrounding their case. As noted by the sheriff's office in a media release, simply put, the circumstance surrounding their disappearance is suspicious. In a community-wide effort, many people are stepping up and aiding in the search efforts. There's certainly a sense of urgency because they are not the type of people to just disappear on a whim. The news of the couple's disappearance struck a chord with many, especially the patients of Karen's chiropractic clinic. The clinic, now temporarily closed, became a makeshift memorial with flowers lining the entrance and heartfelt messages from worried patients. The mystery also deepens a bit with a look into Davido's past. Once known as David William Canizo, who legally changed his name in the 1990s. His history is marred by a criminal record, including charges of cocaine possession with intent to deliver. While that was several decades ago, it makes many wonder if perhaps he never stopped doing illegal dealings with shady people, or that maybe now something from his past has caught up with him. As the investigation continues, the couple's adult son, Justice Dutton, expresses gratitude for the community's support. In a town where tranquility once reigned, the disappearance of Karen and Davido has left the people there grappling with uncertainty and hope, clinging to the belief that the couple will be found safe, and we hope so too. Number 1. The Dumpster Find in the heart of Los Angeles, the glitz of Hollywood often masks the grim realities of everyday life. The story of Sam Haskell IV unfolded, a narrative so chilling that it seemed ripped from a Hollywood script, yet it is tragically real. Haskell is an heir to a Hollywood dynasty. His father Sam III was a top exec, VP at William Morris Talent Agency. And he was also the CEO of the Miss America pageant before he resigned after an email scandal in 2017 where he had some ugly words to say to describe a pageant winner. 
Just weeks before the discovery that would shatter any semblance of normalcy, Haskell IV was spotted at a local diner, displaying behavior that was unsettlingly out of character. A childhood friend who encountered him there recalled that, unlike their usual warm greetings, Haskell seemed distant and paranoid, refusing a hug and almost recoiling from her presence as if she posed a threat. With his children by his side, he chose to sit secluded at the back of the restaurant away from other patrons, a stark deviation from the Sam she knew. This friend, preferring anonymity due to safety concerns and respect for Haskell's parents, whom she remembered fondly, shared insight into Haskell's demeanor. His online persona, a blend of attractiveness, intelligence, and social awkwardness, mirrored his real-life behavior. His TikTok videos, often perceived as quirky, now took on a darker tone in hindsight. Their friendship, spending over a decade since they were 13, had its share of unsettling moments. Haskell's behavior grew increasingly concerning over the years, culminating in a disturbing incident involving a machete. This act of aggression, though not legally pursued at the time, was a red flag that was perhaps overlooked in the context of their long-standing relationship, but now seems to make sense. Because the gravity of how serious his situation had become was then undeniable when a headless torso, believed to be that of 37-year-old Mee Haskell, Sam's wife, was found in a dumpster this past November 8th. Mee had long told her friends that her husband was abusive and that she wanted a divorce. In fact, she had been talking about it for four years, and perhaps when she actually tried to do it, it sent Sam over the edge. Authorities responding to a tip uncovered blood and other damning evidence at Sam's home, after which he was arrested. To further add to this sinister case, both of Mee's parents are missing and presumed to be victims as well. The case has drawn significant media attention and saw Haskell appear in court but the anguish and plea for justice from Mee's friends and family were palpable. The signs they held spoke of a collective grief and a desperate call for answers. As the investigation continues, more details are emerging, painting a picture of a man whose life, intertwined with the allure and pressure of Hollywood, had taken a dark and irrevocable turn. The signs of a lost man were there, but... They disappeared under the glitz and glam of La La Land, and it looks like it cost three people their lives. So there were the strange and scary mysteries of the month for November 2023. I'm Andrew, and I want to thank you for tuning in. If you like this, we also have exclusive content where we cover a variety of other freaky topics. Plus, there's a whole library you get access to. That link is down in the description box. You can also check out our other podcast called Every Town if you want more. Thanks again for all your support and for tuning in. I'll see you guys the next one.